whatever you want to do, you don't have to be an, an expert on all of the things. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, we are joined by Libby Satterfield. And guys, strap on your seatbelts because we're going to be covering some amazing topics. But before we do, let me introduce you our guest because she's only 28 years young. She's out of Middlelands of South Carolina. She's also a native there. Now, she's been in the business for just about five years. She's top 1% of agents nationwide. And she has done over 70 deals last year alone, over $20 million in sales. Her first year, she came in and clocked in 27 deals in real estate, which is absolutely freaking amazing. But if that wasn't enough, she's also a savvy investor. She does fix and flips, and she's got an Airbnb business. So today's going to be fun. Um, I know we were just talking off air, so let's cover some topics for anybody who's just tuning in. Guys, we're going to cover three amazing topics. Topic one is going to be having no grits in real estate. Topic number two is going to be goals mean nothing without actions and systems in place. Oh, I like it. Holding each other accountable. And topic number three, last but not least, we are going to be covering how to live rich free in your head, which with the pressures of real estate, we all know we're 24-7, 365, no lives, no relationships other than real estate, especially when we're starting out. So Libby, I don't even know where to start, but I think hearing your story on how you got started and how you did 27 deals in your first year would be a great place to, to do so. So catch us up. Why did you get started in real estate? It's interesting. So... Just a little bit of a background. My grandparents, who I am and were very close to, um, they were actually in the industry for over 40 years each. So I knew about real estate, but to be completely honest with you, they were, especially my grandmother, was extremely wary of me getting into it. Um, she actually was like, you don't want to get into that. Um, you don't get into that for money. You... Um, you know, anytime I talked about real estate, she scared the hell out of me. Like she was like, you got to save your money. You got to be okay with not getting paid for 90 days. And like, she killed it. And she was sitting there like saying, Hey, real estate is, is really scary. And don't just jump into it and think you're going to be successful. So in my early days, like right after college, trying to figure out what I actually wanted to do. I was, um, I had a desk job in an office that I literally, hated. Like it was straight up depressing to me. The people that live that live there, um, it was a government job. So definitely didn't live there. But, um, the people that were there were amazing people, wonderful Mm -hmm. organization, but it was just like soul sucking to me. Like it was the literal opposite of what I am, um, was basically what the, the job description was. Um, so I was there for two years Um, and basically went through this just soul searching time of what am I meant to do? 
I need to be around people. I need something to competitive. Um, I want to be pushing myself every day and I don't just want a job. Like I want an actual career that mm-hmm. I am passionate about and uh, that I believe in. Like, I don't want to just hop to the next job and make 5,000 more dollars and also hate it. You know? So I actually did some like career counseling. I shadowed people that were doing different jobs um, and truly ended up finding after about a year of all of that saying, all right, I'm going to go ahead and sign up for real estate classes, whether it works out or not, regardless of my, I called her Gaga, regardless of my Gaga scaring the crap out of me and saying that real estate's this big, scary beast. I'm still going to sign up, see how it goes, see if I still love it, blah, blah, blah. My husband is extremely supportive. I swear to you, I could say, hey, I'm going to go try out for the circus and you'd be okay with it. I'm actually going to pay them to let me up there. And he'll be like, you should do it. You're great. Like (laughs) he's like the most supportive in some ways. I'm like, I'm like, wait, so do you actually believe that I could be a part of the circus or anyway, whatever. It's actually a very good quality to have, but, um, he was super supportive. Um, and essentially I was going to my day job. I was leaving at 7.30, getting in traffic for an hour, which was another terrible thing. Was mm-hmm. on Main Street um, in downtown Columbia. Was working there from 8.30 to like 5 or 5.30. Would get in the car. And then I would go straight to real estate class from like 5.45. I'd go through McDonald's and get a Big Mac and like head to the class and you weren't supposed to have food and stuff. And I'd be like chowing down on the way there. And um, I really liked my real estate instructor. And I sat in the very front. It was just a complete and total nerd. So I'd be at work mm-hmm. one day. And then I would nerd out for like five hours in this real estate course. And I had to do that for, I guess, 90 hours total. So wow. doing that after work. And it gave me so much energy, like doing it after work that I was like, wow, the fact that real estate class is interesting to me. And most people say it's awful. This is a really good sign that this is a route that I need to pursue. Um, so even after I took my exam, um, it still took me another six months to even after I had passed to actually jump into it. Cause I was so nervous. I was making like in the twenties, you know, so I was saving every dollar I had mm-hmm. I wasn't out to eat. I wasn't, you know, doing any of that stuff because I was just like hoarding my money over the past 18 months. So that if I got into real estate and I didn't get paid for six months that I could still live without having to go back to the job that I hated. Sure. Um, so I kept waiting. I was like totally living in fear. I was like, Oh my God, what if I suck? What if I'm not good at this? What if, what if, what if? And then, um, I ended up getting in a car accident where my car was totaled and, um, it was actually like pretty dangerous, kind of crazy that I didn't get more hurt than I did. And, um, I was given like a $15,000 insurance check and I was like, Oh my gosh, wait, this is my ticket. Like I can go, buy a cheap car back when you could do that, buy a car. And then it was like in that moment on the side of the road, after getting hit by that car, I was like, wait a second, this is really good. Cause I can use this money to fund the real estate venture without feeling like 
I don't have enough money to get by. So then, yeah, I ended up putting in my two weeks notice immediately, like right after the accident. And what's the time frame on that? Was that about six months you're saying? From the time I got actually got licensed, like where I passed my um, exam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would have been in like November, December, um, literally just five years ago, like around this time. And then it took me another six months to actually quit my job. Wow. Okay. And then what, what, and then as soon as you quit, what changes did you actually notice in your business when you were fully committed to real estate at that point? Because before you were a little, would it be fair to say you were a little bit dabbling, right? Like you, you were like one foot in, one foot out a little bit. So I wasn't actually practicing yet. Oh, okay. So I, I had six months of being like, I was licensed technically, but I hadn't even chosen a brokerage. Like I, I didn't, I wasn't practicing at all part time. Mm-hmm. So I just had the license and was like waiting to quit my job so I could go at it full time. Um, if that makes sense. Yes. And then as soon as you got the check, why was that such a big game changer? Why did it f- feel that you're now able to leave? Because you have a little bit of a parachute. Did you? Because you were saving everything, right? Yeah, I was oh, saving oh, everything, no. but everything was not very much. <laughs> got it. I mean, my husband was making first year teacher salary, which mm-hmm. was like seven years ago before they were like, hey, we should pay teachers more. So he's not making very much. <laughs> I'm making even less. Um, so, I mean, it was like two years and I was trying to save like $500 a month, which was very challenging. Um, when you're making a monthly paycheck, like monthly, you're making like $1,700 a month. That's like, all right. So I felt huge relief because money was just so, it sounds, sounds silly to say this, but it's like money was so expensive to me that when I got a bulk check for that much money, I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I had this like $8,000. I had worked so hard to save up, but 15,000, man, I feel like I can do anything. Like I could, you know, practically live on this for a year. Um, so that was a really, that gave me a lot of confidence to feel like, okay, take the next step. Stop living in fear. Stop thinking the worst case scenario you got this cushion, go finance a car that's like $10,000 and, you know, go. Just, yeah, just, just get going. I think that's the biggest thing is people get into real estate and they don't have the parachute. So there's always that mindset or it's in the back of their mind where it's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then it's like commission breath. And now we start advising people not the right way. Because you are coming from a place of scarcity. I like what, what, what you're talking about here is you have that place of abundance, which I'm not surprised when you took yourself out of the equation, gave yourself a little bit of the parachute, and then it allowed you essentially to start focusing on your business and building it the right way. So I'm, I'm not surprised that you did 27 deals. It was it was one of those things from from what I'm picking up is 
you were able to focus on the actual business because you didn't have that worry in the back of your mind saying, how am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my car? How am I going to pay for groceries? Right. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. So when we're talking about, and we're, it's nice segue into topic number one, saying no grits in real estate, help us understand what that really means, because I think that is a key, key component of your success now, isn't it? Yeah. So when I got the invite, I was trying to brainstorm, like, what are things I can say that are actually going to add value to people? And I think the reason why I chose the first one being there are no real secrets. Mm -hmm. We live in the information age. Like if there's something you want to know anything about, there's a YouTube video on it. There's 10,000 books on it. You can audible, you can podcast, you can literally teach yourself like doctorate level things and people take it so much for granted now. Yes. Um, There is no, there has never been a better time to be trying to be any type of entrepreneur because all of the information is there. Mm -hmm. All of it doesn't matter what it's about. Doesn't matter if it's about plumbing, electrical, HVAC, like starting your own like fast food chain, like starting, I mean, anything, anything, the, the world is sort of your oyster at this point, but what people do, they hoard all this information and don't get me wrong. I think for the first year before I went into real estate, I was hoarding information, but I needed to, like, I, I didn't know enough. I wasn't educated enough. So I was hoarding all this information But if you're in the business and all you're doing is just hoarding this information and you're reading like crazy, you're podcasting like crazy, you're YouTubing like crazy, but you're never actually applying it, like you're missing the entire point. Like education is the end goal of all the education and all the courses and all that is not actually knowledge. It's action. Like what are you going to do with the knowledge you have? And I think mm-hmm. most people, like for instance, if if knowledge was the issue and it wasn't action, no one would be fat. Like no one, you know, yeah. nobody would be broke. Nobody. I mean, it's not about knowledge. It's literally about what you're doing with the knowledge. How are you applying the knowledge to your life? I don't think that I am smarter or better than anybody that would be listening to this podcast. The only real difference I think is that I take massive action with what I do know. It's not that we know anything that different. It's just, you have to apply it. Um, And I think that's the main thing that you're talking about here is you can have access to all the information. So quote unquote, knowledge is power, but I think execution is the ultimate power because you can know very little. Mm -hmm. And if you apply it, you can become lethal with it. Absolutely. Like um, there's a bunch of interviews with like professional athletes. Um, And I I remember this quote very, very well because it just kind of hits home. It's like, I think it was a quote by Bruce Lee. 
It says, I fear not the man that did 10,000 kicks once. I fear a man that did one kick 10,000 times. Right? So if you don't know everything about everything, that's totally okay. Because the little that you know, the little bit that you can master, the little bit is what's going to make a lot of bit difference when when we're talking about this, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't need to know 15 ways of prospecting. Pick one, pick pick two max. Pick and just three. nail it. And like, just commit to what you're going to nail. Like if you want to be a sphere person, I'm kind of a sphere person. Be a yeah. sphere person. If you want to be an open house person, I know people that kill it at open houses. I've never really felt that way. But if whatever you want to do, you don't, yeah, you don't have to be an, an expert on all of the things. Choose what you want to be an expert on and just go after it. You can exactly. create this business however you want. That's why, I, that's why I love it so much. You can be successful in a plethora of different ways. And, and, I, and I think that's where people get lost, especially a lot of new agents. So for anybody that's listening, like, and we're guilty of this too. Our podcast, we have over, I don't know, 440 or 50 episodes plus some by the time you guys listen to this. And there's a million ways of doing this business. There's no right or wrong. There's your way. Yeah. So you can take a concept of even what we're talking about here today on the show. And you can tailor it to the way you do business and it can work. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can do it the way you're sharing Libby for the next year. And then you're going to find out, Ooh, I like the way I say this, but I don't like the way I say that. And this works a little bit better for me. Ooh, I like this. And then all of a sudden you create your own voice in this business and it can work for you. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I hate about our business is because we are also um, instinct gratification driven. And as a society, we're, we're most of us, not everybody, most of us are very materialistic. So we we think that we met, that we have to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, do things a certain way. But what if we were just ourselves? What if we didn't have to have a flashy Rolly and a Mercedes or Porsche or whatever? What if we just rolled up in our lifted Jeep because that's what we're going to do? What if we, instead of putting on a nice dapper down, button down shirt, you rolled up with a shirt with no sleeves, tied it up. You can be successful. You're going after a specific audience, a specific avatar. And I really, I think that's what you're saying, you know, having that grit um, in real estate is figuring out really your way, right? Figuring out how you move, how you tick, and then most importantly, what's true to you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 